Welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is the place to connect to who you truly are. We're bringing PhDs, experts, and leaders to help you elevate your mindset in your work life and in your love life so that you can see things differently and truly love your world. I'm Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, author, and TEDx speechwriter and booker, and I'm excited to bring you in to this week's episode. Okay, you turn friends, you know that with over 300 episodes on the show, probably half of them are just like amazing women that I've met. And side note, um, at the end of my book, you turn, you hear me talk about writing a poetry collection. And more and more, I think it's going to be inspired by the women in my life with poems that have names and lessons that I've learned from them in the poetry, slowly but surely. And I met someone when I moved to Florida. I know some of you have been following that I moved to Palm Beach, and it was so weird not having a lot of friends here. And I reached out to a few women, and one that really stood out to me and made me feel a sense of home was Stephanie Cardin. So she was an entrepreneur from a young age, and she walked away from her corporate gig in, you know, and launched a company called Social Fly, which was a leading social first digital and influencer agency based in New York. And within seven years, that has more than 30 employees and has helped more than 200 brands, including Girl Scouts, which like, I mean, how can you not think about that? And now she's running a community of ambitious founders and leaders, and it's called Entrepreneista. And she has a co-founder, Courtney Spritzer, and she is just such a force helping people build community. Uh, I wanted to ask her today about all sorts of different things that I think are really real when it comes to entrepreneurship, how you can get started starting a side hustle. Um, How do you build authentic relationships that aren't transactional? Because I feel like there's such a cringe factor to that for all of us. Um, And just life, like the amount of women that I've met in my community in their mid thirties that are going through infertility, IVF, all these personal challenges while they're building their businesses is blowing my mind. So I want to talk to Steph today about that for you. Um, so without further ado, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Ashley. Excited to chat this morning. Yeah, you've got such people skills and it takes one to know one because people ask me like, oh, how are you so good at connecting with people? I'm like, I don't know, but I can recognize when somebody is even better at it than I am. And I feel like you are. So I have so much to ask you. Um, Yeah. And I know you're starting today. You have a video shoot and so many things going on. So talk to me a little bit about Entrepreneista. What is going on? What inspired you to start it? And who is it for? Absolutely. So Entrepreneista is a community for women that are thinking about starting businesses or are already in business. And they're looking for that community, support, connection, resources, really everything that Courtney and I wished we had from day one when we started our first business, Social Fly. We had to figure it out the hard way as we went along. It's been 11 plus years now since we started Social Fly and left our corporate jobs and we're running the agency business full time. And we've learned so much and it's not easy building a business. It's very, very hard, but we learned that when you have community and support and resources and connections and people who are willing to be there for you and help you, it's a lot easier and a lot more fun. So we created the the platform for everyone. Okay. So when you think about someone who's, you know, considering starting a business, I know that you, it's funny before we hit record everyone, I was like, can you 
talk about side hustle stuff a little bit. And she just pulled up a journal that says, just get started. So she has plenty of advice about that. Um, okay. So can you talk to me a little bit about someone who's thinking about starting a business and I don't know, it feels crowded, right? Like when I started my coaching business 13 years ago, there were no, I'm not really coaching millennials anymore, but there were no millennial career coaches except for like one. And she had like a lot of purple and rainbows and waterfalls on her website. So, you know, there wasn't a lot out there. Now it feels like everyone's an entrepreneur. People have dogs that are influencers. So how do we stand out? How do we get started and feel a sense of optimism that it's going to get somewhere? I think it's important to remember that there is enough business to go around for everyone. There are hundreds of millions of people in the United States alone, and obviously many more than that around the world. And there's millions of women entrepreneurs. And that's a great thing because the more women that are in business, the more that we can all learn from each other and help each other. So I think the first thing to remember is there is opportunity. And even though it feels like when you go on Instagram, you're seeing 10 other coaches or 10 nutritionists or other people that are in business, what they're doing People had these businesses before, like people were in business before. It's not like entrepreneurship just started. It's that people are now focused on sharing more and sharing their content and sharing their business with others and building their personal brand. And that's something that everyone should think about doing when they're building their business. So the good thing is, let's like reframe it as it's not that there's so many other people out there that there's not business for you. There's enough business for you. And now you can learn from other people who are putting their content out, putting out their information to see how they're doing it. So when you start, you can just jump in and see what's working and you can do it too. Okay. So people, I know there's such a mindset to it. So I love that you're kind of addressing that because I think that's really the first step is like, how do you even realize there's space for you? I think that's such a limiting belief people have. It's too crowded. There's no space for me. Personal branding. I could go on about it for days. I have my own opinions on it, um, positive ones, but I'm curious, like, how would you recommend somebody who's starting from scratch? They have zero followers, zero voice online, a corporate job. How do they even begin saying to themselves, like, today is the day I start my personal brand and I'm going to nurture it throughout the year and really build something out of it? The first step really is sharing authentically who you are with your audience and community. And even if you're a community of zero or one to start, people will start connecting with you if you are really being yourself and sharing that with everyone. At the end of the day, people like to do business with people they know and people that they trust. And people will recommend you to other people if they know who you are and what you do. So for example, Ashley, let's say that we now we just met and I, I shared with you what Entrepreneurs was or is and other businesses that I'm involved in. And I talk about that with you and we build a friendship and a relationship. Now you go meet someone else, you interview other founders. I'm now top of mind for you. So when someone says, oh, I'm looking to start a business or I'm looking to scale my business, you're now saying, oh, have you connected with Stephanie, founder, Entrepreneurs? You should join the Entrepreneurs League because she has this community. And I think you would be a really great fit for it because you you remember we built a relationship, you now understand what I do, and now you can be the one that's introducing me. So it's not necessarily about me screaming from the rooftops everywhere, everything that I do all day long. It's about building those connections with others, having them understand exactly what you do. So as other people are meeting people that they can recommend and introduce you to. 
This episode is brought to you in part by Dose, all natural and organic wellness shots. I've found that food is truly medicine and Dose has created, well, the perfect dose for your liver health. Unlike other wellness shots, Dose does not contain standard juices or powders. Instead, Dose is formulated with organic herbs and they combine potent ingredients and clinically researched dosages to functionally support a healthier body every day. I started to take Dose every morning before having my cup of coffee to get my day and my body started off on the right foot. Each shot contains ingredients like curcumin extract, milk thistle, and ginger root to offer your liver all the magic that it needs. If you want to give Dose a shot and invest in your health, Dose is offering U-turn listeners 15% off your first order plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. That's 30% off your first order. Go to dosedaily.co slash U-turn and use the code U-turn. That's D-O-S-E daily.co slash Y-O-U T-U-R-N and use that U-turn code for up to 30% off. Mm, Okay. So I actually think that this is kind of like, I don't know if you're into manifestation, but I feel like that's the cornerstone of it is you feel your desires, right? Like manifestation is all just about feeling like what would feel amazing? Where, Where do you feel life force? Where do you feel pulled towards? And then it's like, can you claim it? Can you name it? Can you let yourself have it? And I think part of manifestation is putting it out there. Um, okay. So funny enough, I remember the first time I gave a really big speech. I had like two clients in my career coaching business. It was like 13 years ago more. Um, and being like, I'm a career coach and just getting up there and putting my shingle in the ground. So I know a lot of people are going to have like imposter syndrome. Um, what's your, what's your best thought on like freaking own it? Like who you are is so much more than this title and you need to kind of claim this title. So what's your recommendation there? I can share with you that the experience you just shared, I had that same experience for many years. Every time I would get up and speak or, you know, do a TV appearance. When Courtney and I first started Social Fly within, I think it was under a year, we were on Bloomberg talking about our business. We were getting up and speaking in front of hundreds of people. And we had just started our agency business. And I remember people always used to say, you know, just fake it till you make it, fake it till you make it. And Like, yes, but believe that you are meant to be there and that people are there watching you or listening to you because you are valuable. You do have information to share. You do know a lot. So even if inside you feel nervous, like that's a normal feeling. And I think what really helps is really just practicing. So the more that you do something over and over again, the more comfortable you feel. So I I think a lot of times the imposter syndrome is actually just not feeling comfortable yet because we haven't done those things before. I and that. I've, I like you, Ashley, I've interviewed hundreds of women now on our podcast over, over the past four years. And I still remember that feeling like the first interview we had when we started our podcast, I was so nervous. I'm like, wait, how am I hosting a podcast? How am I the one asking all of these questions? And I remember my heart was just racing but now, you know, I interview people every every single week and it's just it just becomes natural and it just, you know, becomes a feeling and part of you. So I really do believe that imposter syndrome is just not feeling comfortable in something that we haven't done before. And it's just a matter of repetition and practicing. Yeah, 
I love that so much. And I, I've never thought about it as a reframe. It's like, it's not about imposter syndrome. It's just feedback that you haven't gotten comfortable yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a cool way to think about it. So, okay. I feel like we live in an era where there's like new marketing channels popping up every day. Um, I love word of mouth because I think there's just a power to being able to say, this is what I am. And people being like, oh, people need that. Um, I think there's a power in taking on free clients and getting testimonials. I think there's a power of posting on social media about it. I think there's a power to, um, I think like speaking, you made a really good point. Like there are so many audiences that need inspiration. And if you're willing to be vulnerable and put yourself up there, people are willing to book you. And I found that colleges were a really good place Mm -hmm. to start. I used to speak at colleges because professors were pretty low hanging fruit. They're like, sure, come talk to my class. And it got me comfortable. Um, so what are some other marketing tools that you're really loving right now that you're really seeing people are getting ROI on that you think are bringing people closer to the Bloomberg or to the speaking booking? I know being a podcast guest is really powerful. Um, what would you recommend for someone who's thinking about it? Yeah, I would say leaning into your current customers and having them become your ambassadors and cheerleaders for your business and giving them the tools that they need to be able to share what you do. At the end of the day, everyone is very busy. People's plates are full from, you know, managing businesses, jobs as well, families and We have to make it really simple and easy for people to be able to share. Because at the end of the day, like you said, word of mouth is the most powerful thing to be able to have someone understand what you do in your business and why they should want to work with you. And when you get that testimonial from someone else who's done it, it makes someone say, oh, this person's doing it. Okay. I think I should do that. So if you can really empower your current customers to be sharing for you, I think there's nothing more powerful. I think that's so true. And I also feel like I want to note for people listening, I think that like in the 2010s, 15s zone, there was a lot of like get rich quick overnight. Like I made millions of dollars and there was this urgency dopamine gambling, like ATM energy that I think was highly stressful for people and high pressure. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love that we're talking about a side hustle because the idea is it doesn't have to be high pressure. What if this is just something you're doing to earn $500 extra a month, $2,000 extra a month, and it's a slow burn. Um, I think every entrepreneur kind of has like a critical breaking point or Mm -hmm. like in in a good way, like a tipping point. I'm sorry is what I mean. Like where all their work kind of culminates into an opportunity. Um, And I love helping people figure out like, what can you do to get to that tipping point? Mm -hmm. What are some things that you can just, some seeds you can plant and watch germinate? So what are some tipping points that you've had in your career? And what are some ways that you think people can start to kind of build that uh, momentum beyond word of mouth? Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, I think the first thing to think about going back to, you know, how do you just get started or start this side hustle or business? You really have to think about first, what does success look like to you? Like, how would you, if you start this business or side hustle, how how will you define success? Like you said, is it $500? Is it $2,000? Is it making an impact? What is that for you? And then you can work backwards to figure out a plan 
to actually get there and what that would look like. Because for someone, like you said, it could be, you know, I just want to earn an extra, you know, couple hundred dollars a month to have this extra money coming in. That would be successful for me. For someone else, it could be, I want to start a coaching business because I just want to help people. And I'd love to work with like one or two clients a month. Or someone might say, I want to build a seven-figure business and I want to be able to leave my corporate job to be able to uh, do this full time and really understanding what those goals are first before you jump in and just get started. And if you're not sure, I think working with someone, working with a coach, working with you, working with a career coach or so, or an entrepreneur who can help you think through this, someone who's done this before can really help and actually save you a lot of time. And again, it's one of the reasons why we started our community, because there are a lot of founders in our community that have just started businesses and they're trying to figure all of this out. So I would say before you dive in and, and just get started, and you should think about some of these things first, because then you'll really set yourself up for success as you move forward and build out the plan to be able to launch your business or your side hustle. Okay. I love that. And you know, you, you brought up um, Bloomberg and like that, that kind of being within a year of your business. I think that sounds like a dream for a lot of people. Maybe somebody is thinking about, and by the way, you might think like, I'm going to do a side hustle of being a dog walker or a dog Mm -hmm. sitter, which my dog sitter makes bank. Like I have a real portion of my income going to my dog sitter. Um, I feel like there's thinking bigger, right? There's like the intention of I'm going to get so many clients that I'm going to have other amazing dog sitters beneath me. And then I'm going to be a dog sitting agency and I'm not even doing the dog sitting and I'm keeping 40% of the margins. And I think a lot of that comes to building a brand. I think a lot of people think that if you have PR, you, you're going to get clients. I haven't found that PR gets me any clients. I just think it gives me credibility. Um, how do people get started in getting PR and what is that tipping point or what do you think they need to start pitching themselves? Like I imagine if they don't have like a website or any presence, like a, a you know, a journalist is going to be like, who is this person? They don't have a, you know, digital bedroom that I could go look in. I love that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me a little bit about just getting started with the PR or how they get go about securing it in your opinion. Absolutely. Okay. So I will let you in on a little secret. When we first started Courtney and I didn't have the budget to be able to hire a big PR firm. We had to be super scrappy and figure everything out. And this, again, goes back to why it's great to be in a community where there's other people that offer different services. So when Courtney and I first started, we were introduced to a PR firm and she needed help with social media and we needed help with PR. So guess what we did? We bartered for those first two months where we sat down and helped her put together her social media strategy. She helped us put together our PR strategy and did some pitching for us. And right away, she got us on Bloomberg. I Mm. mean, and then like what you said, that instant credibility. So what does PR do for you? It does give you that instant credibility. And now, and this is going back like 10 years when we were first on Bloomberg, you know, we actually, we actually did get some clients from that because there were a lot of people watching that, that segment. So we actually did have a lot of people reach out from that segment. But what I find right now with PR, like you were saying, you get that credibility, you have that stamp of approval, you have those logos that you can use on your website, but also if you choose to, you know, run ads on social media and you have the, as seen on Bloomberg, or you use the clips, those clips really do help you in terms of having people see that content over and over again, and running those as ads can be super powerful. But going back to your question, I wanted to let everyone in on that, on that secret first. 
back to your question about how can you just get started. So actually in our Entrepreneurial League community, um, there's a few women in our community who have these really great programs and toolkits to help you like DIY PR. So um, one of the programs is called Press for Success. Um, Jessica Abo, um, who's uh, a writer oh for- God. She you know, was on the show and I love her. Yeah, she's one of my best friends. So she, oh she God, does- Tell her that we connected. That's I will. So yeah, she's she in is, LA, isn't she? She is in LA now. Yeah. So yeah, she left New York. She moved to LA. I moved to Florida. She was actually just in town a couple of weeks ago and got to got to see her again after a few years since the pandemic. You have to but... let me know next time she's here. I love her. We just connected randomly and I was like, we need to be friends. Yeah, she's And I connected her to my LA friends and they're just always on an airplane. And so they never could connect. But I like wanted her in my life. That's so funny. And she was on the show talking about PR. So tell me a little yes. bit more about what you were saying on that note. And by the way, so Jessica Abo and I, we met at a networking breakfast in New York City like nine years ago. Exactly. And this is what I'm saying. It's when you are part of these networks and communities, I have met some of, like I said, some of my best friends in life and in business. And we all help each other and we all support each other. And these women are in our entrepreneurial community. So when, when people come into our community and they're like, we're trying to get started. We just want to do PR. It's like, go talk to Sabina, talk to Jessica. There's other women who have programs and, and opportunities. People are always posting PR opportunities in our community. So if you put yourself out there to want to get press and want to get your business out there, those opportunities are there if you're, if you want them. But back to what you said, Ashley, about you need to have a website set up. You need to have your social media presence set up because if a journalist is going to going to book you for, let's say, live TV or a recorded segment, you do need to have examples of your work. You need yeah. to have a reputable brand, but there's ways to create content yourself to show that you have a reel without having to have been on 10 different you know, shows already. So it's about you know getting really scrappy asking other people um, who can help you. And actually one of the women in our community named Rochelle, she's, you know, working on building her personal brand right now. She connected with three other members, one's helping her with a website, one's helping her with her PR strategy, one's helping her with her branding. And you just get access to everyone right away. And you don't have to, you know, be scouring the, the internet for all of these people to help. I love that so much. And I, I think the creativity of a barter is so powerful. And when you put yourself in networks, especially of women who are in business, I feel like, you know, when I worked at the Pentagon, there were very few women. Some were incredibly nurturing and warm to me. Some had a little bit of a queen bee mentality, like I'm the only woman here and like back off. But ultimately, I find that everywhere you go, especially female entrepreneurs, like they're not going to judge you for being in the arena. Like they've been there. Yeah. Like I've eaten shit. So I get it, you know, in business and um, being in these networks, I think is just a very whimsical way of creating more mystery and traction in your mm -hmm. business. Because when you show up, it's so feminine. You're like, I'm going to connect with these people and something's going to happen because of it. You can't connect with 150 female entrepreneurs, have real conversations with them about what you're doing and nothing happened. That's mm -hmm. just not how energy works. Um, and I think the co the combo of bartering um, puts people in the question of like, how do I provide value to my network through my skills so that we can barter, so we can support each other. 
And, you know, granted, there's going to be some entrepreneurs that like social fly. They've got like 30 employees. They're not in a position to be able to say, hey, we can barter this. They're they're packed with what they're up to. So how do you recommend someone find someone that might be a good match for them at an event to say, oh, this is somebody that maybe we can support each other? Because I know that there's that feeling of like shamey weirdness of like, you don't want to go to a CEO who has like 300 employees and be like, hey, why don't you offer me this and I'll offer you that? Like it, it's not going to land. So how do you be strategic and real about these requests? I think finding people who are in a similar place as you are, where you both can provide value to each other. So like what you said, if you're at an event and you're meeting a CEO with 300 employees, their business is not in the place right now where a barter is going to make sense for them. But if you are, you know, the example I use where we were a social media agency just starting out and a PR agency that was newly in business as well, and we could both provide value to each other, we were able to help each other and help bring each other up and lift each other up. That's when it can make sense. So now the question is, so how do you find those people? So I'll go back again, of course, our entrepreneurial community. What I see our members doing is posting in our community platform and being very clear and direct and saying, hey, you know, I'm here. This is the business that I have. I'm looking for, you know, three clients who I'm willing to take on uh, pro bono in exchange for testimonials. And then here's what I'm looking for if anyone is willing to do this for XYZ and people being very direct about that. And then the people that it makes sense for and the members that it makes sense for will reach out and they'll connect and they'll set up a set up a barter agreement. Now, I'm not saying that every single thing should be about, you know, bartering by any means, because of course we all, you know, we're in business to make money, but when you're just starting and you might not have that budget yet, and someone else is just starting and they might not have that budget yet, how can you help each other? So then you can both be getting into a position to be able to be charging more for your services, show examples of your work. So that's my recommendation there. Okay. I love that. All right. So completely changing gears, like You've got so much in your personal life while you're building a business. Like I myself, it's like breakups and my sister passing away. And like, we've talked a lot about these like big life things. You went through so much in your fertility journey. And one thing that struck me a lot was when I froze my eggs in New York, I posted a highlight on my Instagram about it. I have never gotten so many DMs. It's like, nobody's talking about it. Women want to hear about it. So what what can you, what are you comfortable sharing around that? Because I think that we can educate some people listening around, I don't know, just these real life things that are happening as we're getting older, as we're thinking about building businesses. Also just stress is probably a huge role in your fertility. Like how do you manage it so that you can bake a child in your <laughs> stomach? Um, tell me a little bit about what you went through there and what we can share with everybody for them to maybe prevent some of that pain. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So I started quietly going through my infertility journey back in, I've lost track of time now um, since the pandemic, 2017, I think it was 2017. Um, and it was just so painful to be, you know, experiencing this, these emotions of wanting something so badly, wanting to start a family so badly and not being in control of the outcome. You know, I feel like running a business, it's like you 
work really hard, you do everything you're supposed to be doing, you can sort of control the outcome based on the effort and the work that you put in. But when you're going through something medically, there's a lot of things that you can control, but at the end of the day, you can't control absolutely everything that happens in your body, with your body and medically. So starting to go through the journey privately, I was just in so much pain and I'm always an open book, but it was so hard for me to share. I met someone, um, her name is Andrea Stiertash. She is the founder of a company called Pregnantish. They are a media company and platform for people that are going through infertility and complicated journeys. And I actually had seen her post in a Facebook group. And going back to the power of community, I'm in this Facebook group and I see her post about it and I go to her site and I start reading it and I'm like, oh my gosh. This is exact. There's other people like me. This is exactly what I needed to be reading. And back then, going back five, six years, there weren't a lot of platforms out there like this yet. There weren't. I didn't hadn't seen a lot of people talking about going through infertility. Now I think you see it a lot more than you did five, six years ago. I connected with Andrea. She becomes a a fast friend. I tell her what I'm going through, and she said stuff. And I said to her, um, and actually, I don't know if I even told you this when when we first met, but I also have multiple sclerosis. And I had said to, I said to, um, I said to Andrea, I said going through this infertility journey has been harder for me than my MS diagnosis. And she said, I really think it would be helpful for our community if you shared this with them and wrote an article. So I worked with, so I was very nervous at first, but I worked with Andrea to write this article about what I was going through. And I still remember the moment that it was published and it was live. And I remember it was actually like that same like feeling of like that heart dropping feeling, like doing some of those first public speaking appearances. Like it's when those things are new and you just feel mm-hmm. like this, like that pain in your chest. And this article goes live and I finally share what I'm going through on my social media and this outpouring of support and love. And then the resources came and I shared and I knew if I shared, I could help other people. But then what came back to me was people connecting me with all of these resources to help me. Mm-hmm. So now I start publicly sharing my, our whole infertility journey, which ended up turning into a very complicated pregnancy journey as well. Basically every complication under the sun that you could think of, we went through but I would not have my daughter today who took my daughter turned four yesterday and she would not be here today if it were not from sharing everything that we went through, because through the, the people that I met on social media, they connected me with the right doctors, the right resources, the right information that I needed to wow. get through the entire journey. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So let's talk about burnout because you've worked your ass off and you're busy how do you manage yourself with having a kid? You turn, you hurt your neck this morning before we even hopped on the freaking podcast. You got yep. today. How do you manage your energy? Because you feel to me like someone who's available for friendship, available for community, and your mom and your business owner. Like, what are you doing? How? What's the secret? <laughs> All right, I have a few secrets. The first, I love everything that I'm doing in my life personally and in business. Like there's nothing I love more than helping people, than connecting people, than helping other people build businesses, build the lives that they want. Like I genuinely love it. So I get so excited every single day to like get to it and and start working. And with Entrepreneista, because when we launched Entrepreneista a few years ago, it was like you know, day one of how, when we started Social Fly, it was like getting to start everything over again. 
um, and just building a building a business from from nothing like we did when we first started Social Fly. It just brings me like so much excitement and so much joy and I love it. So that's the first secret is doing something that you love every day with, you know, managing my whole life, my daughter, medical shenanigans, I'll call them, <laughs> that are popping up every single day. My secret there is I use a Google Calendar and I calendar absolutely everything and anything that needs to happen because if it's not in my calendar, it I I won't do it. It doesn't happen. Like I need to see, I need everything visually there and I need to be sure that I am I'm making it all happen. And something else that I do is every single week and every single night, I look at my calendar for the next day and I see, do things need to be reprioritized? Do I need to cancel anything? Something we do in our team meetings every single week is we all go through what our priorities are. And if something is on the calendar that is not going to lead to accomplishing a specific priority for that week or that month or that year, it has to be moved. And I am like the queen of saying yes to a lot of things because it's very hard to say no, but I have learned over time. And I think I learned this from a podcast guest years ago that a yes to someone else or something else can end up being a no to yourself. So always remembering that every time you're about to say yes. And not that you shouldn't be saying yes. There's a lot of things to say yes to, especially when you're just starting your business. We said yes to everything when we were starting. Because you, you know, you want to get out there and get all of those opportunities. But as you're growing and scaling, you might not have time to say yes to every single thing. Here's what I love about that is um, we had a the former CEO of Walmart.com, um, Carter Cast, on the show. And I'll never forget, he said, turn a no into a five-minute favor. So he's like, I can't do that, but I can do this for you. Mm. I can make this introduction. I could do this thing. And that really stuck with me because I love to be a yes person. And when I can't be, it's like... It feels good to be able to provide some value. And obviously you don't want to be performative with this. It's not like giving somebody a useless like five minute favor, but can you think of something that is going to provide value or help for them in their situation? Um, I mean, why not in that case? Yes. Um, okay. So what have I not asked you about entrepreneurship, about building your business, your brand that you feel like is really present right now in the entrepreneurista community that you feel like would be helpful for everyone before we go? I think it's important to remember that building relationships and expecting them to turn into new business or new opportunities has to be about genuinely connecting with people. So something I always like to share about the power of networking and the power of building relationships is if you genuinely like people and you care about people and you want to help others all of these great things will end up coming back to you as well, but you can't build these superficial relationships just because you want to land your next client or you want someone to buy a product from you. You genuinely have to care about other people and connect with them and learn about them and build these authentic relationships. So something I always encourage our members to do and to think about is, you know, as you're setting up, you know, 15 or 30 minute Zoom coffee chats with each other, it's not about, you know, oh, is this person across the Zoom or across the across the dinner table going to buy from me or going to be my next client? But it's really genuinely about learning about them and understanding who they are as a person and then learning about their business and what's important to them and who they're looking to work with so that 
And I talked about this in the beginning, as you go about your day and you're meeting other people, they're top of mind for you. And mm-hmm. then you can all start referring business to, to each other and helping each other. So really building those personal and genuine connections with each other. Do you want to be so cool, Stephanie, is if you did like an, uh, kind of like a speed dating networking round robin where like everybody got on Zoom and for two hours, they kept moving every 15 minutes to somebody new. And by the end of it, they spoke to like six people one-on-one. It's like a little dinner. I think that'd be so cool for entrepreneurs. I love that. So we do the virtual networking at Entrepreneurs. So we yeah. haven't done it for two hours. We do it for an hour. So everyone usually gets to meet between like two and five people. Oh, cool. But I, but yeah. So we do that every single month in our Entrepreneurs. I love that so yes, much. Yes. Yes. What, a, what an effective way to help people get to know each other. Um, okay. Where can everybody find out about you? How can they join Entreprenista? Give us the goods. Yeah. So you can find Entreprenista at entreprenista.com forward slash join. And there's more information on our community there or entreprenista.com. If you're looking for some of our past podcast episodes and, and other articles and features on our members, you can find me personally. I'm on Instagram at Steph Jill Carton and feel free to send me a DM and say hello. I love to connect with everyone. And we're at entrepreneurs with an S at the end on Instagram. And again, please do not hesitate to, to reach out. Always looking to, to meet and connect with everyone. Mm, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Ashley. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-turns. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the Podcast Princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.